Well, good morning, everybody. Oh, yay. I was about to say, is the mic working? Are we good? And it sounds like it's good. So we're all set. Just forewarning, Scott, in a little while, I am going to have some folks uh, share. So, I mean, I know that's kind of normal for this, but just letting you know in case you keep them muted. But uh, you won't need them yet, but I don't know, unless somebody gets, gets real excited and wants to share right now. Uh, Katie, I have a comment on that. All right, go for it. Um, well, good morning, everybody, again, I say. Um, it's a pleasure to be up here to, to share this morning for Sunday School on this first Sunday of March, the month of the pastor. We're breaking through this morning. Amen? Yes. So, <clears throat> um, the thing that was that the Lord laid on my heart was actually on Wednesday when we had our, our prayer, our very directed prayer um, and seeking time in the Sanctuary and Peace Chapel. Um, that was, the Lord really was putting it on my heart that, okay, I've got to do something as for Sunday school since it follows, like that I need to speak and kind of, I don't know, it's further activation. On that um, and so of course I consulted with the Grand Poobah <laughs> I was consulted with pastor to you know make sure because that is part of what the the authority of the house had put in place so of course I'm not gonna say well I'm gonna t piggyback off that woo and make sure that that was you know in line with what he was feeling and, and that works really well so um, so really what we're gonna do this morning as you can see on your teaching sheet is little bit of sheet is just one side um, I had insider knowledge that our copier was acting a little wonky so I knew I was like well I need to I need to make sure that I keep it short and sweet with my <laughs> teaching sheet um, so that you you can thank the copier for such a very short page because <laughs> you know me I normally have several pages going on uh, but that was good though um, I mean the Lord the Lord is only having me focus on three verses um, which again for me I, I think the last time Monica spoke she had a very I feel like it was a shorter part of scripture but it was so unpacked and beautiful and I was like I want to do that well the Lord answered that prayer <laughs> got a shorter scripture rather than the longer you know, vast amounts, which is also good, but um, I love it. So we're going to be looking at, as you can see, Habakkuk, or Habakkuk, however you want to pronounce it, Habakkuk 2, verses 1 through 3. Um, and so really what this is, and we're, we're going to springboard off of this, we're really going to unpack these verses and get into a little bit of discussion and really just... Um, some more breaking down of those words that the Lord gave us on Wednesday and what we do with them and really seeing what a protocol is for the saints. When we go before the Lord, he gives us warnings um, and visions and how, how we are supposed to stand in those, in those, in partnership with him on behalf of those and what we are supposed to do to respond. Um, so really, uh, this, this scripture here does describe what we did um, on Wednesday and what we should be doing going forward. Um, <clears throat> and and any time that saints gather and intercede and need to interpret what the Lord has given. So um, I do apologize. I realized when I was all done with my 
my work and preparing this this paper um, that I was like, well, let me see. I'm just going to read through the scripture because it just got it so all the parent all the parentheses are there. So I was like, I don't know how well you can read it straight through just because it's <laughs> I, I, I had to do it for myself where I highlighted. I'm sorry for those who can't see uh, that the highlighted is the scripture itself. So it's easier for me to read. Not for you guys, sorry. Uh, but if you do need to pull it up on your Bible program just to read the scripture real quick and then we'll go through and break it down, feel free. So again, it's Habakkuk 2, verses 1 through 3. I'm going to read through the whole thing and then we'll break everything down. Uh, so it begins, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower to see what he will say unto me. Oh, sorry, and will watch. See, I missed it. I missed a highlight. And will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Uh, so yes, again, we're going to really unpack all of this. Um, <clears throat> so starting back at the top, so I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower. This is really an important thing that we're going to return to in a little while. The, when I mentioned to Scott a minute ago that we'd be doing a little bit of discussion, um, this is something we're going to refer to again. Um, so we've got I will stand, which is a mod and which is really parallel to that histemi, that standing in our place of responsibility really speaks of that location. Um, and of course the watch is my office, my station, that is where you're, where you're planted. Um, so I will, so there's the standing, the kind of histemi style standing. And set me upon the tower. So set there is yasab. It is to station, to present oneself, to be placed. So it's really similar. It's actually a little bit different. And you see where he has been set here, it's upon the tower, which we know tower is going to represent. Uh, it's really speaking about being a watchman. It's to see terrain. Also, a tower is a place of defense. So what we have here is we have kind of a, a these two different things, two different ways of standing. One is you're standing in the place that you're planted in your place of responsibility. And actually, I realize, I forget that I, I have a note there at the top there for you. It's histemi and personal responsibility. So we got the histemi side. And then that set upon the watchtower being that individual in that time frame, that season where the Lord has, where the Lord is having you personally act and stand on behalf of something on behalf of some warfare or defense and going forward. So we've got both of those, which is interesting. So having that in mind, we're going to continue, but we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, so, and of course, from that place, being on the tower, um, or in both places, I will watch Sapa. To, I love this. This is really cool. So it's not just, I'm going to watch. I'm just going to look. I'm just going to keep my eyes open. No, it's to lean forward in such a way that you can see farther. You can see a farther distance. You can see more of the grandscape of things. So I thought that was nice. It's, and again, if you lean forward, you're really interested. You're really engaged. You're really focused on that thing. So it's just a further dedication 
to what you're doing. You're not just there. And which being there is, is part of the battle, right? <laughs> just being there, standing there, yes, that is important. But leaning forward into it is also, that's an extra level. So I, I really love that. So he will watch, we will watch, and see what he will say unto me. I love this, and it actually kind of comes up again later, seeing what he's going to say. Um, wouldn't you think it should be here, what he will say? Well, we do know that Habakkuk, now I, now I don't know how to pronounce his name, Hab, Hab, Hab. Um, <laughs> he's a seer, so it makes sense. He's going to see how the Lord, in a lot of ways, will speak to him. But um, I, the thing when you're, when you have, and I like to, I love, I love whenever you see kind of a synesthesia, or as a mix of those senses. Um, but when you see words in, in scripture, in, the, in, in spiritual application, you're operating in the eyes and the ways of God. And later on, we're going to talk about the waiting, where he mentions that in verse 3. And really, if you are really functioning in that place where you're operating in the ways of God, of course, you're going to be waiting because there's timing. There is no, it's not necessarily a linear progression. It's the Lord's going to do what he's going to do when he's going to do it. Um, but I really, I mean, I love that. I think it's really cool. And I think there's a whole lot more that you can unpack there. I know we've talked about it before. Um, but, but I, I mean, I just think that's cool. So, and see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer, which is sub or shub, I don't know. Um, which we've, we've talked about in the last number of weeks, and that is that turning back, it's really a 180 turn. It's a kind of a repentance, um, but, it's, but it's responding. <coughs> Sorry. It's, it's also taking up a position of restoration, if you think about that 180. Uh, well, the restoration would be complete turn, but, um, but it, it is a res restoration, it's an establishing, and it's, so it's a question of how shall I answer? How am I going to turn and align with the purpose of God when I am reproved? Now that reproved is, is chastisement, um, but also it, I think there's an element of instruction as well, whether that's um, instruction against something that you've not been quite hitting the mark with or just really here, this is what you gotta do, so here's what you gotta do. You gotta, you've gotta turn, you've gotta respond. <coughs> so I'm gonna stand in the place of responsibility. I'll be set upon that watchtower. Um, I will watch and be fully engaged, see what he will say to me, and I'll be ready to turn. I'll be ready to move in the way that he wants me to move. And so then, the Lord answered. And I, I put that in here, it's Anna, which is, you know, to speak, to respond. But I always love when it has also an interpretation of singing. So it also can be to sing, which I don't know necessarily if, if you made this into uh, a, a cartoon. You could have the Lord sing it, I guess. But I don't know. Maybe he did. <clears throat> the Lord answered me and said, I, and of course, I almost said this earlier, but we all know the scripture. Write the vision, make it plain. Sorry, I keep, I want to cough. I can't hide the mic. There we go. Oh, did I do it? Okay, we're good. Yes, sir. 
I, I think it's interesting that you have this duality that keeps being played in this. And, you know, we learned about duality by Peretz and Peratz, standing and then breaking through. And, you know, here you've got, as you've said, you know, knowing where you're called to be and knowing what you're called to be. Then you have um, being, being in a position where you're, you are in your place of assignment and you are then, because of your level of maturity in the Lord, you are trying to glean and discern what his ways are communicating to you. Um, you. You want to gain the direction that God is saying for you, like John the Baptist, the greatest prophet, learn your bearings, repent, and you're willing to be trained and developed in that. Um, you know, which, which to me is something that for Habakkuk the seer, for him to be denoting both of those things, a place of responsibility and um, then you, you know, you act, personal responsibility when you act. Um, I think sometimes seers in particular Here's some information. only focus on, on their gifting. And they, they have no sense of root, no sense of responsibility. And to me, you, you can't really move as sons unless you're anchored where the cross has planted you. And from that bearing, then, your, your individual identity is made manifest. And so, so you gotta have, you gotta have both of those or you're not, you know, you're not going to be able to really hear properly from God or assess and interpret what he's saying. So if, and if you're not doing that, then the next section is not going to make any sense. You're just rumbling words. Let's get some words. <laughs> Let's just get together and see what God will say and stoke one another up. I mean, if, if you're not <coughs> holding your ground in the Lord, what, what then is the, what, what then is the meaning of who you are? What then is the meaning of what he's saying? You, you can't, it's like, why do you have two eyes? I mean, you, you've got to, why do you have right and left? If you're not focused on the right hand of the throne and, and what that means for your placement and for your identity, then how are you going to break through? How are you going to complete anything? And so, you know, that's just the thing that stands out to me, and, and I, I don't know whether you're going to talk about what we did. I'm thinking, you said you're going to talk about what we did on Wednesday, but that was a personification of this. Mm -hmm. and, and I think for, you know, that people seem to be lacking in one way or the other when we go out in ministry. Either people are set in the place they're called, and God's not going to say anything to me because we already know it all. We've got it all. Or, you know, we, we just do whatever we want. We don't have any responsibility. You know, if this place dries up, we'll just skip and jump over to the next place. 
You know, I, how many times I've seen, I was thinking about this the other day since I've been here in this city. I've seen five kingdoms rise just amongst Pentecostals or people that move. The greatest be all end all, and they're all gone. And the people who mobilize to those places have drifted over to other You know, uh, <clears throat> convert now, repent later. Famous line from um, the Crusades. You know, if, if the Muslims are in charge, we'll just, we'll, we'll just convert. And then we'll drift back later. I mean, I, to me, this just stands out like it's so important for us as we're we're going into the nations to be able to establish to the people there where's God planted you? Why is he planted you there? What's going on there? But with that, what your identity? You, 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 gotta, you gotta have a sense of both of them or you're not really you're really not gonna be able to move. Which to me, okay, think about this. You, you talked about the see what he will say, which is something that we talked about with uh, Elijah when Jezebel's words came and other people, that weird thing. If, if you're not focused on the eyes of the Lord in that point of maturity, in that I in, that 70, then what difference does it make what you hear? I mean, if, if you are not the ecclesia of the church, what difference does it make what the Spirit is saying? If you're not both of them, you're not going to make it. You know, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the ecclesia. What is the ecclesia? Well, let's just find a church that gives my family everything that I want, like a, like a, like a new mall. You know, we'll just go there. It's got everything, even a, a pool of, of potential spouses for my kids. You know, that's not the ecclesia. If, if, you're, if you are not the called out ones who have taken responsibility to stand when, when the, the kingdom is coming, how in the world can what the Spirit is saying either be known to you or, or have any effect on you? So this is such an important concept from Habakkuk the seer um, that you've got the two things over and over again. Place of setting and place of identity as a person. Um, it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's just amazing. No, I agree. <coughs> bless you, and bless you. Um, the, yeah, as you were talking about that, you think about if you, you've got rogue prophets who, who will go from place to place, conference to conference, and they'll just, I'm not saying though that that you know traveling ministers. I'm not saying anything against that, but you do have those who aren't really supposed to be traveling ministers who just go and like I got a word and I'm gonna share it at every conference I go to. Like if you don't have that root, that foundation, that responsibility, then how can you be really tapped into the true purpose of the Lord? in your receiving and you otherwise you start to that gets to dangerous territory where you're just using those giftings the lord's given you of receiving prophetic words being able to see in the spirit using that for your own your own purposes yeah that's balaam yep that's prophet for hire mm -hmm. that prophet will travel <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, sir, Dennis. I, I like what you said about the true purpose, too. Um, you, we, we see the heart of Habakkuk, like, so quickly in, these, in this verse. Of course, there's another chapter first. <laughs> but right here, it, it's, it's just an insight immediately into his heart uh, and positioning in the Lord. Um, most of us, when we feel we're about to be corrected, we shy away from it. And here Habakkuk is saying that, um, and, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And he's, look, as you said, he's looking forward to the communication which will chasten him, reprove him, correct him. And he is knowing that this experience is going to bring him closer to God because he'll divest himself of more things that are not of God once God speaks to him. And then I can hardly wait to, 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 to see what I am going to say in response, how I am going to respond to his correction. That takes a genuine heart. Mm -hmm. And to be in that place is, is uh, someone who's really in the spirit <coughs> of, uh, of the Lord and living daily, wanting to know what he can divest himself of to be closer to Christ, or to God, excuse me, the Old Testament. I love that. And, and that's, that's a, it is really interesting, too, because he could have said, and see what he's going, how he's going to reprove me. It's that's I think a lot of if it, if we were thinking in carnal ways, it would be like, well, <laughs> we're going to expect reproof. Yeah. Well, what's he going to say? What did I do wrong? No, it's how will I respond? How will I turn? Exactly. How will I change my pathway according to what he's going to say? Yeah. <clears throat> that's really cool. I love that. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize how much I'd like Habakkuk. I just always, you know, he's such a short, short book. Um, <coughs> well, and you know what? Since we have gone and, and really um, talk, spoken more about that, these two different layers of standing, that standing in one's estemi and then, and then really activating upon that watchtower, let's take a moment to, before we move on to the next two verses, to kind of do a little, the little discussion, further discussion, um, regarding what we did on Wednesday. So um, <clears throat> I have a question to pose for you. Now, lovely Monica sent out the two different word compilations um, from the two different locations from Wednesday. We had the sanctuary and we had Peace Chapel. Um, I believe all of you, almost all of you were there for this, so you may not even need to look at the words. Um, but if you have them printed out or if you have them on your phone, you can pull them up. The question I want to pose to you is I want, and, and, and this is probably really apparent, so I, I recognize that, or it might not be, who knows. But even if it is really apparent, just humor me. <coughs> I want to know if you could sense whether from your experience on Wednesday or even just looking at these words again to refresh, if you could sense a difference in those two locations, which one had 
predominantly words that were histemi words that are placed in this histemi versus which location had predominantly words that were really hitting towards the individual and the individual's responsibility. Um, yeah, that's my question. So um, I will, I can give you, if anybody has a, already has a thought, I know I just asked the question, but rather than having dead airspace, I'll just keep yammering for a second. <laughs> so, yes, Miss Nancy. I'll say something about the, um, on the, the presence of God's sheet, um, where he's pressing us to exercise patience and to turn back from stress and frustration, giving him charge over our circumstances. And um, that is, that wasn't my word, but that was a real experience for me over the past two months. Mm -hmm. um, two months ago, I was rear-ended on Central Expressway, and I, for two, for, all, for a month and a half, I dealt with the guy's insurance company, and it, I got to a point at, uh, at, at, towards the end of my car being fixed and the payment, and um, I had to call the insurance company and have a few words with the adjuster because he was just frustrating, very frustrating. <coughs> so much so that... Um, sweet Nancy became unsweet. Oh, I know, I was thinking, I, I can't, I'm having trouble imagining this, I don't know if I want to imagine it, but... Well, it, it, it was, he was, the guy was so frustrating and it took me a, a, a day or two to recognize that it was the enemy working through him, and um, and I had to step back. I was so frustrated that I actually started getting sick, oh. and I could feel it coming onto my body. And so I thought, no, this is not this is not right. This is this is enemy driven. And so I had to step back and let and and I just started welcoming the presence of the Lord and letting him take control of the situation and it, when I did that the circumstance turned wow. and things settled mm -hmm. and and then a second thing happened on my job where I have an attorney we're pretty much labor and employment law well I got a new attorney who's a tax attorney I know nothing about that practice and so um, they had told me that I probably would just be, he's working with a lot of the, the attorneys in New York and New Jersey, I would probably just send out a letter now and then. Well, for a couple months, that's all it was. Well, now all, all of a sudden, I'm pulled into this project that um, is it's pretty uh, convoluted and overwhelming, and I was just like, I don't, I don't know how I'm gonna handle this. I, my guys are already busy, I don't, I don't need this other person. And I started stressing about it, and I thought, I recognize this, and so same thing. I just started welcoming the presence of the Lord, and, and it's like the Lord just took over, and things settled down. I'm doing His stuff, but this calm, this peace came to me when I just released and welcomed the presence of the Lord in that situation. So um, I can really attest to to that. I love that. I need a. This is 
This is a good word. <laughs> Especially when you come to work stuff where it's like, oh my gosh, what? what? Um, or car accidents, gee whiz. <coughs> Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. Um, Well, you know, I think, I, I think it, first of all, I want to thank Monica for putting these together for us, and you know, she doesn't have anything else going on in her life right now. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that very much, which was the first, uh, which was the first warning that I think Les spoke that very clearly in our group. You know, keep your eye on the on the on the goal. You know, don't. But you know, it seems to me that the ones from the Histeme, no, <laughs> the ones from the Histeme largely were based upon our placement of the house. Mm -hmm. Not all of them, but probably 85% of them. The ones in Peace Chapel were words to the individual, for the individual, which is, which is very, very interesting that this Habakkuk primer was something that the Lord had us do and then after we did it in obedience, he shows some insight from Habakkuk's life. And I was just looking at David's words, in which he did this over and over again. I, I'm recognizing the Psalm 69. The zeal of thine house has eaten me up, and the reproaches of them that reproach, reproached are fallen upon me. And he speaks about people that sit in the gate, in the, in the location. But then, as for me, my prayer is to you. Um, he, he, you can't separate David from the, and he is, this is the tabernacle of David. The temple was his factor. The tabernacle was his directive. You know, he, he had that duality all the time. And Anyway, I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yes, Miss Tammy. <clears throat> um, I was thinking about what you asked us, and <clears throat> I'm just speaking personally here about myself. But if I was in the sanctuary, I feel like I would be seated in heavenly places, in a fixed place, looking down from heaven to earth. But I was in the Peace Chapel group, and. Uh, the way I describe it is I feel like I'm a roamer, so I'm moving through spiritual places, but I'm also moving across the earth mm. in, in a prayerful, spiritual way. Mm. Mm. I, think that, I think that does align in, with regard to that, the fact that you were, at, for, for Wednesday, you were placed in Peace Chapel where predominantly we've got that individual placement, that individual responsibility of, that would make sense. That you could, I like that. Yes, Ms. I think it was interesting is that <clears throat> for me, I knew from the beginning I was to be in the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. But all day long, the Lord was speaking so loud about what the enemy was doing and attacking. Mm -hmm. And um, I even had an experience the day before where someone, it, in, after I read the words, to go back, after I read the words, everything, it was all the things that the Father had been showing me. But yet he placed me in the sanctuary. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, it is. And so that I could, but I think it goes back to, um, I had an instance where a lot of things were being piled on me, and then someone 
um, kind of attacked me, very ugly. And I got mad in my heart, and I never get mad. I get my feelings hurt, I get frustrated, I do that, but I never, I can't remember when I was, it, something made me really angry. And it really stunned me, because we've you know, been fasting and looking things inside, and that wasn't something that I would expect. And it made me angry enough that I left and came to church. Got <laughs> <laughs> so mad I'm going to church. <laughs> it surprised me. <laughs> and I needed to process it and um, to be reproved. Hmm. But it was, um, so, you know, and then I realized, and the Lord was speaking when I did that, that how the enemy was just working on our emotions. He was throwing mm -hmm. as much at us as he could, but at the same time stirring our emotions right. and finding things that we didn't realize we had. Yeah. But so I just thought it was interesting because so much was going on and he was speaking of that I was placed in the sanctuary, which was <coughs> so kind to the Lord and appreciate because then I felt like I had moved on and was just really focusing on the uh, praying for the presence of the Lord. I love that. That's nice. Katie? Yes, ma'am. I think um, one thing we should recognize is that every one of us really has the capacity to have functioned in each group. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of it was that the Spirit said, we're not going to tell you what's happening. We just want you to be led of the Spirit to go where the Lord wants you in that moment to be positioned to see what I might say. And one of the things I love about Sandra is she does see into the enemy realm very vividly, and yet at the same time, she has such a strong capacity to abide in the presence, to welcome the presence, and to really you know, post and cultivate that in our body. But I love that he, when she walked into the sanctuary, I was really actually so happy because of what she carries but it was funny when we went to go share the first thing that she said was I saw a hooded being oh of course and I immediately said well you're in the wrong room <laughs> <laughs> because he's not in here he's in there <laughs> but the point is is that she still her giftings were still she still saw that but yet she still submitted to the assignment and she was who she was in her identity and her function where she was called to be mm -hmm. in that moment and I think that's such a great example for all of us um, as we're called to minister prophetically but too I mean that hooded being I don't know who he is and I think it's something that we probably need to pursue mm -hmm. because I think that I sensed that a couple of days before the assignment when I was actually having a conversation with pastor about the assignment and I just felt this it's like I saw and I felt this wave of this spirit that was not good mm -hmm. and I expressed it and then I just let it go but then even yesterday um, I know I mentioned on the Marco Polo that I had walked over and just prayed with Stacy McGill for a few minutes just as a point of agreement and unity and she mentioned the same spirit Mm -hmm. on Saturday that she walked into the prayer time on Saturday morning and she just immediately sensed this I, I'm afraid to even say it because I don't want anybody to be afraid but I mean it was almost like the smell of death mm -hmm. and, and it's not that we need to be afraid it's that we need to be aware yep. and, and so we talk about application what do we do with that 
-hmm. How do we as a body in intercession prophetically stand against that? Because clearly it's something that is um, is trying to hinder us. Probably more to bring fear than anything, but anyway, so. Did you want to speak to that or? Well, that's interesting, Monica. I, I think we probably need to do as you suggested. We gather some kind of a, a smaller fivefold, not a congregational-wide effort. Um, and this I'm pretty sure we will do. Um, you know, I was, I was thinking about, you know, you got, as we've been saying, the histemi and then our personal responsibility, but beyond that, you look, what has the Father called us to represent for him apostolically? That is kind of a worldwide set. And then anything we do finds its home in, in that. And we've said this before, I've said this, the greatest dimensions of faith I've ever felt has been on behalf of our mission. When something comes against our mission, something rises up in the entirety of the kingdom <coughs> to, to war on that behalf. And and so I think, to me, this, this uh, entity, or whoever he may be, is coming, first of all, to probably try to notice what is God releasing in this hour that we've not seen. Because the enemy's always interested in that. There are always lurkers that are around in the demonic realm trying to spy on what what God is releasing to the church here. Um, but then, on the other hand, how does it, how does it affect the, the placement of um, what the Father is doing? What, what has he said about breakthrough and going into the nations and establishing disciples and, and raising up locations for the, for the kingdom? To me, that sounds like Beelzebub. <laughs> Um, because he, he, according to Jesus, he, he's a very real entity, and and we've taught on this before. We're not getting glory there, but the the challenge with Beelzebub is that he has a unique brand of warrior that's assigned to him. They're skeleton-like beings. So we're getting way off here, but right on. You know, these are things that aren't in the GTH quarterly, but. Um, I, I think that in essence, though, it is what has the Father given you from the throne? That's why he gave us the systemic. That's why he gave us the giftings for the foundation of the world as individuals. But it's all about his purpose. And that apostolic calling of saints, which threatens the entirety of the new world order, and um, that's why we battle as saints and, and people who hear prophetically throughout Daniel, throughout Revelation. And it is the biggest threat to the enemy kingdom on behalf of the throne. So, but that, that calling is the, our strength. 
God, it was what Jesus said. I've come to do the will of the one who sent me. That is the greatest assignment and strength anybody can ever have. So if you add that to this systemic, to this, to our identities, that's a threefold cord. Um, but there's, boy, there's a lot of stuff that the Lord is opening here this morning, isn't it? Plus, I think about, you know, when the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray, <laughs> what did he say? What's the first thing he said? Is you acknowledge your Father in heaven, and then you say, your kingdom come. So as we have, we have to recognize what we're doing in welcoming his presence. Because welcoming his presence is welcoming his kingdom to be established. And in that measure, your will be done. It all aligns. But so when we think about our intercession, our prayer, that should be really the foundation of it, is that welcoming his presence. And I know that Nancy gave the word in... And she said, as we welcome his presence, it is going to push the enemy out on, on every side. And that, to me, was such an encouragement because I thought, first of all, she was in a sanctuary, and that's what the Lord showed her. And so, yeah, we get these warnings, and we have to heed them. We have to apply them. We have to be faithful to pray, but to welcome his kingdom and the sovereignty of who he is, which trumps all of that stuff, every hooded being, right? But still, it's, it still takes the labor and the intercession, the partnership. Um, yes, no, I, I actually am kind of debating whether I should continue on this vein or continue to look at the response and what we're supposed to do with these words. Because really, again, well, no, no, we'll see. Uh, sorry, verbalizing my thought process. So just to kind of tie up that side, because if we really have gone into something, the, the next part, I mean, we do, we, are we seeing though that, that kind of those different words where we have, uh, again, largely in the sanctuary, we had words that were talking about, I mean, it was, they were also directly, the instruction, the directive for those places did kind of lead in those directions. Um, directive led to direction. <laughs> but atmosphere, the Lord putting a hedge of protection, deep wells, um, the, let's see, the sanctuary, we've got the pastoral, um, and the teacher words. The, all, really all the pastoral and teacher words from the sanctuary were very much focused on that place of Histami, that location, also that expansion, that construction word, that pushing back the enemy on every side is still, yeah, welcoming the presence there. Whereas in Peace Chapel, I mean, the words that I received were very much on the individual level of, like, this is what you have to guard against for, like, you. And a lot of the stuff was about the enemy working on emotions, the enemy working on friction and frustration and confusion. And, and all of that, it was very, that's very much on that individual level. Um, but also, uh, yeah, guarding against distraction, discouragement, Putting on the armor, that's an individual thing as well, and that was in Peace Chapel. Um, also, that attempt to smother is, was very much a direct, directed on the individual as well. Um, but then the response of welcoming the breath of the Lord, too, as a response to that. 
So just saying that, or I mean, not to say that, again, there were definitely words that were, wouldn't, uh, that aren't, it, it, didn't, it wasn't perfectly all in the one box, and that doesn't have to be. So uh, if you gave a word in Peace Chapel that was more histemi word, doesn't mean you didn't hear God right. It was, it was the word that the Lord gave and what was needed. So just, just saying that. But I do want to point to that, I, thank you, Monica, for also saying as well that, that it, again, it is, it's not that, that we can, any one of us can function in that histemi place or in that individual place. In, in either of those rooms could have functioned in a, in a powerful way. But that's the point of this, is that we need to have both. So we really need to be able to function in that, in that place of establishment as well as that individual place. So yeah. Um, let's look at how we respond, because we just discussed a lot of this. So for verse 2, he says the very simple, it sounds very simple, but he says, write the vision, make it plain upon tables, that he may run that reads it. Um, so now I don't believe that that make it plain upon tables means make it real easy so everybody can understand because I feel like that's what the general church has has, has interpreted that as in the past but um, when we're applying it to what we're doing here we're seeing okay so some of our words are complicated and and <laughs> dare I say creepy. <laughs> um, and, and I really believe that that make it plain upon tables is that further investigation in prayer and going before the Lord and saying, okay, Lord, what do we do with this? Doing a fivefold, an additional fivefold in, in the case we just discussed about that hooded figure. Um, or no, the other figure. I don't know. I put them together. Okay. Um, you know, so, something further to really investigate with the Lord. Okay, Lord, we're not going to let this just be a cryptic thing um, that we don't understand. Just say, oh, Lord, protect us, which he will. But we need to, as saints, we're called to a higher thing, a deeper calling, and we can ask the Lord. We can say, okay, Father, what do we do? Because we know that he wants us to do something in response. Um, so that's, that's really, and this is really, again, an application of what we're doing from this, from what happened on Wednesday. Um, I do want to point out, too, that, that he may run that reads it. Um, it was funny, I was reading a, uh, one commentary, and they said, well, in the past, people would say that, you know, you put it real big, big letters on a table, so people, if they're running by, they can read it while they're running by. And I was like, no, people really thought that that's what that meant. I mean, that's kind of cool, but they did say, it was like, it used to be the, what they said. But that run is, is yes to run, but, um, but it's also, sorry, not run. I, I take that back. The run is to run, but it's also uh, to break down or to, to divide speedily, to guard, uh, to post, which is interesting. And that word readeth, is really more, yeah, I actually don't remember if it said read, but it, it does say to proclaim. So it really is about someone who's taking that word and running with it as in they're proclaiming it, they're speaking that out. So making it plain and then being able to act upon it, being able to declare um, on behalf of those words. And so I noted, um, 
So if that, if that vision is cryptic, for one, it doesn't allow for haste in application, so that's one element. Um, but you, it's the idea that we got to work through that inter interpretation and be able to apply it and to go forth with it and to, do, to take it where the Lord wants it taken. Um, so that's really, again, what we're doing. Amen? Yeah, I think it's interesting, too, that that term plain there is Ba'ar. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that speaks about, you know, this is what has been said. This is what should be. This is what will be. And from that, then, also comes a word that I don't feel speckin' like, beer, B-E-E-R, <laughs> which is a, one of the two types of wells in the Old Testament. You know, you had Beersheba, which is, you know, we, we're digging because we need water here. But then you have the other kind of well that's more prophetic with the I-N, where the, where the weeping makes it a well. Um, but this is really practical application of what God said and turning the kingdom and the provision into a real-time commodity where you are. And I think it's interesting, too, that run there, Rus. That should sound uh, interesting to all of us, Russia, because th those people were called Russians because they had that vast territory and they would they would break through in all different ways. It doesn't mean they did anything to develop it, but they they were like, you know, those that broke through and ran. And this is kind of like a, a breakthrough word. So if, if you get a vision from the Lord and you're getting real-time visitation of the kingdom where you are. This is what God said. This is what it will be. In the name of the Lord, let this be. That is really prophetic meat, 101. And then you got breakthrough. What you do with that breakthrough then is up to you. Are you going to establish the kingdom, or are you just going to let people break in the meat? That's kind of interesting. So the make it plain is, is really... Thus says the Lord, let, let the water come forth. Moses, prophesy to this rock. That's where God had brought them to. It wasn't just having tablets of stone. It was, okay, now, or, or striking with a rod. You know, I'm just going to give you authority, brother. It's, it's, this is what God said, come forth. And so that's that's the plane. And I think this is really good for us. Yeah. Love that. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> though I know we are running a little low on time. So I'm going to go ahead and go into this third verse, and then I'll go into those specific directives that I put on the paper, as well as a couple of other response things. Um, so the next verse. And I put that little title there of waiting with patience for the word slash vision. So there's this other element, like I mentioned before, with partnering with the eyes of the Lord and how you're partnering with the ways of the Lord, there's going to be waiting. So I, I love that he adds this on there that he says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. So the vision's yet for an appointed time. I love that in the, at the end it shall speak, it's that puach word. It's to speak 
It's to puff or blow, but also to break, to cause, to exhale, uh, to, exhale to breathe, to also to, I'm sorry, <laughs> mistype there, to excite or inflame, which I think is so powerful. It's not just to speak. It is all these things within it. It is when that moment, when the time comes, when God's timing is there, it's going to release. It's gonna breathe. It's gonna be a breakthrough. It's going to be something that can ignite something. Um, but, and I like that it says too, that it will not lie. Now I thought, that's, yeah, looking at that, kasab, um, is yes to lie, but it's also to fail or to be in vain. So if you're waiting on that word, you're waiting on the Lord to release something, that waiting, that word is, it's gonna be worth it. It's, it's not gonna be in vain. It's not gonna fail because none of the, word, the words of the Lord fail. They are all power. They are all exactly in the right timing. Um, I do like, this, this is interesting, it says though it tarry, and then it talks about, but it's not gonna tarry. Like, no, those are different words. So though it tarry, so delay, linger, wait, Wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. So this other word, ahar, to tarry, is, is really like the first one is, okay, it's delaying, we're waiting on it. But that second one is not, not the kind of waiting on the Lord or you know, situation. It's, it's to loiter, to be behind, to procrastinate, to slack, to tarry longer, to also to hinder to cause one to delay, to keep back, really is a negative tarrying, um, not God's way, of God's way of waiting on timing. So his point here is, okay, though that word might be, there may, there, you're waiting on this word, it's not gonna be kind of just like, oh, eh, whenever. Eh. It's, not, it's not gonna be that negative fleshly waiting or tarrying or being delayed. It is, there's always a purpose for the timing of it. So that I like that little, that little kind of reminder there, like, hey, it's, I, I always love when it says, when, when these seers, these prophets will say, hey, by the way, <laughs> it's not, you, you, don't, you don't often see that we just have three chapters for Habakkuk. How, how much waiting has he done? We're not really seeing it, but you know, you know that he's had plenty of times of waiting. So he's just reminding us, like, hey, by the way, it's not always immediate. It's not always when you want it. But you just have to recognize and act upon in the timing of the Lord. Um, hey, Katie. Yes, ma'am. I think it's interesting, because, and I know you're in a hurry, but he's speaking of the prophetic word, but in a lot of ways I feel like he also, he's also speaking of our, our propensity to respond. Because if he says, it's not going to lie, you know, it's, do we think God's going to say, oh, just kidding. You know what I mean? I mean, do we really take the prophetic word to heart that God has spoken this? And do we really hold on to it and carry it with us until it's fulfilled? But then the secondary is the propensity that we have to slack. Right. And to procrastinate and to do all the things that we do. Mm -hmm. Because maybe we do think, oh, God's going to say, oh, just kidding. No, I didn't really mean that this was going to happen in 20 years. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. That is true. I mean, how many, don't, not a show of hands, but how many of us have received a word from the Lord sure. and we thought, yeah, that's, 
good, God. Maybe. Gotcha. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever you want, Lord. And just go on about and not, maybe not really like take it. But it's, it is something we have to take as this is, I've received this from the Lord. I know this is the truth and I have to partner in it. Yeah, thank you. No, no, absolutely. Um, so, the, the final things here. I, I wanted to just kind of, I had gone through my, my printouts of the, the words from Wednesday. I wrote all over them and highlighted all over them. Um, so I, I, and again, take these, really pray over them, and really read through them. You have them. They've been sent to the network, so you, you all should have them. Um, but uh, I did want to highlight so some, some of the words that really were kind of directives, things that we need to be doing. Um, and one of them was, and again, some of these are very elementary, and you think, oh, well, we know this. But it's, it may be stuff that it's like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Because, you know, we, we move on. We, we're growing. We're, we're not babies. Uh, I actually have that written in my notes here. I say, we ain't babies. Um, <laughs> we're not babies in the spirit. We've got this. But the Lord's reminding us of some of these very elemental things, like actually really put the full armor of God on daily. We need to be really keeping strong with that, um, that task of doing that. Also declaring, and, and this was actually, this little note was, is not on the printout. I wrote this down from being in the Peace Chapel room. Declare that God is doing a new thing in me. Like, actually really declare that over ourselves. Also proclaiming and believing Ephesians 3.16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened, krateo, with might, dunamis, by his spirit in the inner man. So really declaring that word. Also asking for dunamis. Learn to take pleasure in asthenia and distresses, narrowing. Use this prevailing viewpoint to fill your sails and to propel you forward. Um, and that's again referencing 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. Proskuneo, which is elemental, right? But it's, it's, a, it's an admonition and a reminder. We need to be proskuneoing. We need to be functioning in that histemi that the Lord has placed us in that partnership and tapping into new depths of spirit and truth. And then something that was repeated, I think, in both rooms was the exercising patience. Um, I love this. His presence overshadows every overwhelming distraction we face or the enemy brings. I loved that, that word there. So I, again, I kind of, I did really put these words in there from there. So those are just a little kind of bite size. Some of the things that I saw in the words that were like, that's something we need to be doing daily. That's something we need to be doing daily. That's something we need to be declaring over ourselves. In addition to all these powerful words of knowing what's going on. Um, so, and what is our response aside from doing that? So what I, what I had said in my little notes were like I referenced, we babies, we need up our game. A lot of, a lot of these words we received are things we know, but we need to be reminded of. Um, personally, I really don't see it as a chastisement, but really, again, an admonishment to be that, to move to that excellence. Um, we know we need to do it, so do it, right? Um, also, the tactics of the enemy, the, the one thing that was really, that was actually a part of the uh, Peace Chapel 
directive was it, it talked about how well, there's really nothing new in the enemy camp. He's, he's going to find ways to get into the same old, same old things that get us every time, and we need to be prepared for that. So it, I, I wrote down same old iniquities or internal points of struggle. He's going to attempt to stir those up. So one of the things that I really loved was that we need to say we need to be able to identify when they come up, just like Nancy was saying before. I got so upset, and I don't think that's an iniquity for Nancy, but I got so upset and frustrated and I just could, it was making me ill, but then I stopped and I identified, hold up, this is not, this is not, I don't need to be going down this path. This is an enemy tactic, I need to identify it, and that can be confusion, that can be discouragement, apathy, weariness, stress, frustration, friction and discord between saints, um, or just with anyone, distractions, we need to identify them. And we need to welcome the breath of God into that place and just welcome his presence. And we need to know what pitfalls the enemy might use and be more on the offense rather than on the defense. I think that's really what separates, in a lot of ways, separates saints from the general church. We're, we're not just floating through life waiting for, for the trumpet sound. We're, we're functioning. And we know what the enemy has done in the past. And the, I love that the, there's nothing new on that horizon. Just We just have to know. <laughs> um, and then the last thing was that one thing was that we just don't allow anything to pull us away from the call. And just reiterating again, proskuneo, that's, that's one of the main foundational things we've got to do. And also, again, that word about exercising patience um, and just really being prepared. When we identify those, those different things that might come up, take a beat. Identify it and see, okay, Lord, what are you doing in this? And really function as saints in that. Do we have any closing commentary on from any camps in here? Okay. Yes, sir. I just I want to add um, some of you guys have already touched on this, but one of the one of the things that over the last few months that um, one of many that the Lord has really been <clears throat> speaking to me repeatedly about is how we focus so much of our attention and our energies on things that within us as humans, like um, and I'm being kind of generic for a reason, but rather than looking at his spirit within us and, and, and as it relates to like where we're at now breakthrough has come atmospheres have totally changed I don't know <laughs> um, but the last two months it's been hell on the inside I'm just saying um, just all kinds of and, and trying to decipher that I know you guys all know this can be very challenging <laughs> um, but the moment breakthrough begins to happen, it has nothing to do with us. And so the Lord's saying, focus on who I am inside you rather than what's going on on the outside of your inside. So, for example, um, and I'm writing some things about this right now, and I think I'm going to be teaching some of it maybe next week or in the seminar, but um, when we say this phrase, God is able, I don't think we really truly know the full meaning of that. And what I, I sure didn't because the Lord said, you know what? No matter what you're walking through, I'm asking you to endure it 
but I'm not leaving it, leaving you by yourself in it because I am inside you and I want you to see my perfect power that is able to cause you to function in the midst of whatever it is that's going on around you, focus on that. So when we talk about God is able, God is dunamai, we're saying the divine ability and possibility of who he is is on the inside of us, and he's trying to get us to, to focus on him and not how we feel or, or what's going on externally around us, but to focus on his perfect power to help us function even though times were not functioning. You know what I'm saying? Because that human element is still there. But don't focus on everything else. Focus on him and focus on his ability to do the impossible. You know? And and, and when that when and when that impossible when that whatever that mountain looks like, I know we know we shout great I'm talking about the his his power, we've described it as, as explosive, but we know that it's more than just that because when it says God is able, it means he can do anything he wants to at any time and he can cause us, and I'm just going to say this, you know, there's times where we face in our spiritual walk where we don't function like we should. But in the midst of that not functioning, he showed, he's shown me how he can help me function no matter what I'm walking through um, as it relates to afflictions or we're called to endure temptations and temptations there is not just oh going out here and you know sleeping with this person or that person it speaks of a testing it speaks in it speaks of a, a, a like being on a, a trial or he's trying to prove something that inside of it it's much like Job and and so I, I just encourage all of us to not focus on things we see with our natural eyes but to focus uh, uh, what his spirit is doing in us. So when we say God is able, we're saying, I don't care what's going on inside me or around me or whatever. He can do anything in the midst of whatever I'm, I'm facing, but he does ask us to. He's not removing this stuff. He is not going to remove it. But he's saying, my power is in the midst of this to help you function and to endure it. And if you do that, then you're going to be given a crown of life. There's that... <laughs> That greater measure of authority that, that has life attached to it. So if you're feeling a lot of death, just stay underneath the hardship, no matter how hard it gets, because I'm telling you, it's been very hard. No, you guys know this. Monica, Les, a lot of you, I know some of the things, but God is with all of us, and He has broken through, and He is going to be doing, He's doing the impossible, but focus on who He is. And, and I've had to do that repeatedly, going, God, you're able. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to short circuit whatever it is you're training me to do at this point. Even though I'm not really sure what you might be training me on, I just know it's very difficult. I know it's challenging. I know it feels like I'm being buffeted on every side. Um, and so anyway, I know I kind of belabored that, but I'm just trying to encourage everybody that, that we're we're in a different time frame now, and that it's, it's a good time frame. <laughs> it feels very refreshing. Uh, very light, um, and, and, and I know I'm speaking to the choir here, but just, just be encouraged, so um, anyway. I want to add to that, Mark, and encourage you, because the Lord was really using you on Wednesday night, <laughs> and, and I love the fact that when you submitted your insight, I think two out of the three that you gave, you said, I heard a voice that said, 
And, and so this word was focus on readiness and spirit, not the weakness of your flesh. Exactly. And so with everything beginning with a voice, I think we need to take note of that, that we've always known God is able. But there's just a greater dispensation of our awareness and our walking in that dunamis of just his capacity to be able to do it. So I think we all need to receive that word, that prophetic word, as it beginning something fresh in us. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you, if you, can evangelistically, I speak, can I speak to that? Because yeah. I mean, that word, that word for willingness of spirit means our spirit is actively always moving forward, forward. Yeah. It doesn't. His spirit within us is not going back. Yeah. His pneuma inside us, and, he, and he's shining a light on some of the things that Pastor has spoken on. But it, it's shining a new light on it when it starts to happen in you, and and you process it. I mean. You think about it. Your his spirit in your spirit is always moving forward. I've never ever known his spirit to go. You know what? It's time to let's digress and let's go back. <laughs> no, no, he's always moving, and, and so that our spirit is doing it always. And so you link that with the uh, proscuneo, uh, pros, proscuneo forward, um, uh, prosyukamai type prayer. You know, um, I mean, it, it it just opens up a whole new. Uh, Revelation of who he is inside of us, his spirit, his breath. And his breath is going to do, is doing some remarkable things. And I'm speaking prophetically of things that I know that are coming um, for not only us as a family, but for all of us as a people. Don't look at the situations around you and think it's there's no way out. There is a way out. You know, the enemy is going to tell us all manner of of, of different twisted thoughts but God doesn't think that way he's thinking not in raw terms but he's thinking in, in good terms but but he allows all these things that we're facing because they're trying he's trying to teach us how to endure things at a new level that we're going to face down the road and ha had we not allowed this to happen in us we wouldn't be able to make it because the gross darkness has not even touched the earth yet it hasn't been released it's really bad but it's going to get a lot worse. And so that means he's preparing us for something remarkable. And we know that. But I'm, 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 I believe that grace, that mercy, getting the directive, and then the uh, ending in peace, is that, that, that's important for all of us to remember too. And, um, but I'm really, <laughs> that willingness of spirit, man, is just, it's, there's, there's a lot. So I just, I bless all of you. And I, I know the Lord's doing some, some great things. If, if you're not enduring something horrible right now, God bless you. <laughs> um, but um, anyway. That's good. Now, I, I really do feel like this is uh, very much a fine-tuning for us. And that is just, and, and just like one of you were saying, that it's honestly, the things that we're going through, it's almost like... Um, so we can know in future how how it's how the Lord will help us handle it. Like, oh, I've been through that. I know how to deal with that. Oh, been through that. We know how to deal with that. Where we can apply this going forward. Um, so yeah, that's so many good things and so many great things the Lord's going to continue to unpack from this and really reveal for us. Uh, but I'll go ahead and seal this in prayer. Lord, thank you. We love you, Father. Thank you so much for, for the revelation you are giving us, for this fine-tuning that you are applying to your saints. 
Lord, help us to help us to be strong and help us to be sharp and know when to move and how to move and just always be waiting on your word and always be waiting for the moment and your timing to move. Lord, I speak protection over all of us. I, I just cover us with the blood of the lamb that, that our peering into the enemy tactics will not have any negative repercussions upon us as saints. Lord, we are in your hand and we are moving with you and we just want to partner with you. We love you. We praise you. I ask you continue to reveal what it is you want us to know, Lord. We ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.